far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a... Josh Cohen and home team. You're listening to Josh Cohen and the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina. Delivered by Brightline. Live life on the bright side. This is ESPN 1063. Because every day above ground is a good day. We are live from the city of sin. I don't know why it's called Las Vegas. It should be called Lost Vegas. Because all I saw last night was a whole bunch of people losing. We are in the midst of fight week. And it is the home team for the ride home. I know that here it's just one in the afternoon. But there it is four in the afternoon. And Tina, you and I are living opposite lives once again. Opposite lives once again. I text I text Tina last night, or actually this morning. It was this morning for me. I was I was getting out of the casino. I was up on my balcony eating a 16-hour-old taco or burrito. And I text Tina because I realized that while it was 3.30 for me, it was 6.30 for her. So I'm kind of finishing my night, having a little late you know, burrito before bed. And she's probably either on her way um, from the gym or on her way to work. It was, one of the, it was one or the other. One or the other. You would go to work at 6.30 a.m.? Um, no, but <laughs> I unless I had to be here early, but it's usually always the gym. I got to step my game up. Yes, you do. That would be Theo Dorsey, News Channel 5, Fox 29, or ESPN West Palm on television side. Theo Dorsey, who has a little bit of expectation to live up to today. Earlier on Twitter, what's my Twitter, Tina? Josh on air? Josh on air. Earlier, I tweeted out that Theo Dorsey is a godsend to this radio show because he's a goldmine of content. No pressure, but if you suck today, you're going to make <laughs> all of us look bad. Yeah, why would you do that to me, man? I, I was trying to cruise in here, have a nice Friday, just start my July off right, and you got me, uh, yeah. I'm sweating. Yeah. Well, listen, today is July 1st. Uh, Theo is a major part of today's show. We've got, first of all, I'm going to tease this right now. We're going to get to it in a little bit. But Theo is going to try and, and do what? Uh, without his fiance knowing she's out of town, he's going to try and do this without her knowing. He claims it's, quote, going to be a good trial run. Um, I think it's <laughs> sketchy as hell, but we're going to get into that in a little bit. Plus, Tina's got more drama, of course. Oh, of NBA course. free agency is kicking up. We've got trades. We've got deals. We've got signings. We've got a mind-blowing contract situation in Chicago because now the richest contract in Bulls history is not Michael Jordan. It is someone named Zach Levine. So <laughs> if you you're a casual NBA fan, you, you kind of know who Zach Levine is, and you know he deserves to get paid. But just think about that for a second. The richest deal in Bulls history goes to a dude named Zach Levine, who sounds like your podiatrist, or, or maybe someone that you see uh, legally when you have issues with your tax returns. Levine and Levine. Levine and Levine. <laughs> Anna Jean Levine. Anna Jean, Zach Levine. There you go. There you we have it. it Today is July 1st, and for those of you that follow baseball or the legend thereof, it is Bobby Bonilla Day. Tina, what do you know about Bobby Bonilla Day? Absolutely nothing. Theo Dorsey, you're a, quote, luxury sports reporter. Luxury. Yeah, a luxury sports reporter, whatever the hell that means, according to your own description. Um, You know the legend of Bobby Bonilla Day. Do you not, Theo Dorsey? This is, and, and I'll quote Young Dolph. Um, on this one, get paid, young brother, get paid day. Get paid. Or in this case, get paid, old brother. Get oh, yeah, paid. yeah, very old brother, but you know. 
Yes. Today is Bobby Bonilla Day. For those that don't know, he struck a deal back in, I think, the year 2000 to get deferred payment on the remainder of his salary. According to Darren Rovell, who wishes everyone a happy Bobby Bonilla Day, uh, today Bonilla gets his 12th annual installment of $1,193,248.20. So every year, Tina, on July 1st, he gets a check or an automatic deposit for $1,000,000. One hundred ninety-three thousand two hundred forty-eight dollars, and don't forget the twenty cents. The oh Mets, my goodness! The Mets so far have paid him fourteen million three hundred and eighteen thousand nine hundred seventy-eight bucks, and that's for him to not play the year two thousand season. This was a deal so that he would not play baseball for them in the year two thousand. There's thirteen years left on this deal. Thirteen years left with a total of fifteen point five million remaining there have been no discussions to buy him out there have been no discussions to to make this end it's just the gift that keeps on giving as we say it was a smart deal in deferred retirement it is an almost ideal model pension if you will bobby bonilla didn't play baseball and got paid a whole lot of money to not play baseball and gets this check every single July 1st, and we celebrate it, because who doesn't love to get paid to stay home? Theo Dorsey, I know you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, man, you know, every single time I... T- but the difference is I don't get a million to stay home. No. Like, he's getting no. the John Wall treatment, but he's getting it paid out year after year, which is beautiful. Correct. This is going to be a major fat deal, obviously, for Bobby Bonilla, um, because he was smart enough, and his, his agents were, to accept this contract. It started in 2011... And it runs through 2035. So, Tina, back in the year 2000, by the way, I had a pretty good year 2000. I mean, I was living like a rock star. But Bobby Bonilla had a better year 2000 because he said, you know what? Let's do this. Don't pay me nothing. But in 11 years, start paying me $1.193 million every year, every year on July 1st. On July 1st. And uh, so far, so good as we are not even halfway through. This Bobby Bonilla contract. We apologize for the technical issues. Got a little clicking going on. I know that's annoying. Going to try and work through it best we can. But uh, Theo, it is truly the gift that keeps. This is a great deal that he struck. And for people that are like, no, no, I want my money. I want my money now. This is a great lesson in long term, big picture, be patient, and look what might just happen for you. Yeah, that's what. So I had a deal. It's funny that it happened today because my buddy, I owed him four hundred and sixty dollars for this Airbnb we got going. Right, four hundred and sixty dollars. Four sixty was my portion. Right. It's for his bachelor party trip in uh, L.A. in a few weeks. So I texted right. him this morning. I said, "Look, do you want four sixty today, or do you want me to pay you one dollar every day for the next five hundred days?" <laughs> right. So I'm trying to make him money. I'm thinking big picture, Bobby Bonilla, and he, of course, wanted the money today. Uh, of I was course. Gonna- yeah, yeah, Tina, I was willing to guess. I was willing to guess that he wanted to get paid today. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He got a small yeah. brain. I can't look. Uh, just like Kyrie says, you got to dare to be different, bro. And I'm trying to yes. help this guy get more money. It's $40 more. Bobby Bonilla, by the way, was um, a bust for the New York Mets. He was a guy that they paid a lot of money, and he did not deliver. Uh, Bobby Bonilla had a um, an air for theatrics, and, and he liked the spotlight, and he liked a lot of this. And I'm sure he loves his name being out. He's only 59 years old. So this was 20 years ago, or 22 years ago, excuse me. So if you do the math, he was 37 years old. And, you know, you're thinking like, all right, well, just keep paying me that. But this is real money. It turns out one season not playing turns into 1.9 for how many years? 
for a total of how many years? It's what, 25? Yeah. yeah. And, we're, and we're, we have we'll go all the way to 19, uh, excuse me, to 2034. So there's lots of time remaining on the clock. What are the best deals you guys ever struck? $1.193,248.20. Every year between 2011 and all the way through 2035. Body Bonilla, his phone blows up today. Anybody that's got his phone number is like, yo, what's up, dude? Let's get lunch. <laughs> yo, what's up, dude? Let's get dinner. Because they know he's buying, right? He just got he just got that direct deposit just hit. He better be buying, but the way he strikes deals, he's probably not buying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The way he <laughs> yeah, strikes deals, he probably got people paying for him. He's savvy like that. Tina, what's the best deal that you ever struck, whether it's financial or otherwise? What's the best deal that you ever struck? So... I purchased through a cell service company a nice big like speaker, like one of those like I, I don't remember the brands, but like those really nice speakers that you know you play everywhere, whatever. No. And Bluetooth, Bluetooth, yeah. And they ended, and it's like probably like retail costs like two hundred dollars ish. They ended up never charging me for this speaker. So I ended up like getting this like awesome, like huge speaker for free because they forgot to charge me. And I was like, I'm not reminding them that they didn't charge me for this speaker. So you so, stole basically. So I didn't thief, steal. No, I, I got it through them. And then they just never ended up charging me when I what? ordered it. You I don't ordered, know why. What, like, like on Amazon or something? No, I ordered it online and like through them and they ended up. Well, who's give, them though? You say them. Who's them? It was a cell service company. I'm not going to say who it is. <laughs> oh, is it, it's your current provider? Uh, Yes. Ooh. Okay, cool. Uh, during the break, I'm contacting them to get someone from customer service this on the show. This was years ago. It doesn't years matter. Years ago. We're going to see if they can't tack it onto your monthly uh, service bill. No, it's okay. <laughs> but I really have never like been in a situation where I got like a great financial deal. I guess huh. I will say when I was moving, like I was going to move to Palm Beach, like like West Palm, like two years yeah. ago, and I ended up again moving to Port St. Lucie, and I got a great deal. I got a brand new house of. Built a house? Well, yeah, because you're in Port St. Lucie. I know, um, but hey, I would have gotten... The value's going up now. For yeah, sure, the value's sure. going real up there. And so I'm in a great right. situation now. So I want to point out to the audience that while Tina's free Bluetooth speaker is a great deal, it does not fit the topic because it is not her agreeing to terms and getting the best of them. It's them screwing up and her <laughs> stealing a speaker from her cell phone provider. <laughs> it's not exactly the same thing. I've never really been in the fine where I got a great financial deal. Theo Dorsey, when did you wind up getting a deal? And I know it ain't this contract with uh, News Channel 5 and Fox 29. So oh, yeah. even try and that might be worse that. No. What's that? You said, what'd you say, max deal? I said that might be the worst deal I've struck. Let's see the best deal. Um, yeah, go ahead. What you got? My number one deal, to be honest with you, now that Tina got berated for hers, I'm, I'm afraid to say it. So, um, <laughs> But it came from when I bought, a, I bought some furniture from Wayfair, and it was mm-hmm. this dresser that my fiancé just was dying to have. It was like $550. When they gave it to us, it had a couple nicks on it, and it was like a little, you know, things were missing. So I told her, I'm not putting this thing together, mainly because I didn't feel like putting it together. Mm-hmm. So we sent them a note and said, hey, it's kind of broke. We're going to send it back. And then they sent us a note back and said, we'll give you your money back, but keep it. And then I put the damn wow. dresser together. Wow. So, <laughs> so, so, so you're gaming the game. So I didn't know I was. Honestly, it was just I was frustrated. I did not like the dresser, for one. I didn't yeah. tell her that. But I also was just like, hey, it's damaged. Let's just send it back. So I've actually been in that situation, though, with, like, clothes. Like, it's too expensive to probably send them back. And so Mm -hmm. they'll give me my refund, and I get to keep the clothes. And then what I do is is I then go and give those clothes, like, to, like, a 
Plato's Closet, like tip oh, where nice. you, and then I make money. Oh, you make more I money. Make you money. double down on the so, refund. Yeah. So, so this is kind of what I was talking about the other day when I was talking about taking Amazon Prime and turning it into a game show. Yes. Where I buy a lot of things <laughs> and then I return a lot of things because they don't fit, I don't like them, whatever. And then I guess like, ooh, if this is one where I agree to just have the refund to my balance, not to the credit card, but to my account balance for Amazon, they may say, just keep the item, no need to return it. So I play that game where I'm like, you know, I got this t-shirt, I don't really love it, but you know what? This might be one where if I accept the refund to my Amazon account balance, they may say keep it. And I press that button and you kind of you know hold your breath and then once in a while it says, do not return the item. It's fine. Your account has been refunded. Nice. It's a double win. Double win. <laughs> That's nice. And then you keep the shirt. And, and, and you keep the shirt. It's beating Amazon. That's right. You get the money back. You keep the shirt. Everybody's happy. And Except Amazon, Amazon has Amazon. enough wins. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's give them a couple losses here and there just to make for it sure. even. Speaking of which, that reminds me. I'm about to go game Walgreens over here in, uh, in Las Vegas because in my hotel suite, the data port. So my room is a rectangular uh, suite. It's a one-bedroom suite here at the Cosmopolitan. When you enter, there's a little bit like a little tiny little hallway. There's a living area with a sectional couch and coffee tables and a high chair. And then there's this wallpaper on the far wall that's a woman who is apparently nude. And you see just a tiny little bit of her um, butt region. There's like a mink. I'll send a picture on Twitter. Hmm. And there's a mounted a flat screen on that wall. To the right is a little bar area. And as you walk straight back, to the right is the bathroom. There's a separate toilet room. There's a separate sink area. And there's a giant walk-in shower. And by giant, I mean the, the size of the shower is the size of my bathroom, entire bathroom at home. And then there's a tub. There's a tub that you climb up into. And the view out of the tub is of the Las Vegas Strip. Oh, that's so, awesome. It's fantastic. And then to the left is the closet uh, area, and it's a full closet. And then there's a sliding door, and then my bedroom. And the bedroom has a view of the shower, in case you're getting freaky deaky, and the tub. Um, and then, of course, the Las Vegas Strip. So as I look out in my view, I have a view directly across the planet Hollywood. And so all I see all day now and all night is John Legend and Shania Twain. And I think of Tina because Shania Twain is Tina's girl. Yes. There's huge billboards of them on the side of the hotel because they have residencies there. So that's who I see. So I am sitting in the hotel suite and I am facing forward the living room area, looking at a flat screen, watching Jalen and Jacoby, probably like you guys are. To my right, there's a data port. And I learned that I can plug in our broadcast unit from the hotel room and utilize their data, their, their you know, Ethernet, if you will, um, and we're Golden Grams. Last night, I moved rooms. I moved from the room I was in to this room. This room's got a better view. Why'd and you move I, rooms? What's that? Why'd you move rooms? Because this one's got a better view. You just asked and they moved you? I said, you got to move me because I, I, I go, that's the view that I always get. What's wrong with this? Anyways, I digress. You know, in life sometimes when things are just fine and then you try to make them better and you make them worse? Yes. That's what I did. Oh. Because something told me last night before I went to go join my friends, Pat and Emily and their friend Jana, to go see Adam Hunter do comedy, um, I said, I better try and plug in the broadcast unit just to make sure everything's good. So I take the Comrex unit, for those that don't know, it is a rectangular piece of equipment, there's knobs and dials on it, and it plugs into the internet, and then you plug the microphone into it, and it almost looks like a DJ mixer board, is what it looks like. And from this, we can do the radio show anywhere that there is um, connected internet. Uh, not Wi-Fi, but, but connected Ethernet internet. Yes. So I say, I better just check just in case. 
I set the Comrex unit down on this glass table, which is on the back of the sectional couch, which is, of course, facing that. Fl- I have two flat screens. I have one in the bedroom and I have one in, in the living room here. And I go to plug the Ethernet cable into the port in the wall. And as I do that, the port in the wall goes into the wall. Basically, it was loosely connected to the bracket. And so, Theo, as I push it in, the whole thing goes inside the wall. So now I'm like, oh, bleep. Um, I'm trying with my finger to get the, uh, the, you know, the female connector adapter, you know, the the receiving end back to the, I can't do it. I look to try, then I see that I can maybe take the panel off. I call down to the desk and I say, can you please send up the engineering guy? I need you to help me get the ether port. They're like, what? They go, the room has that? I'm like, yes, the room has that. So I wait around the room for an hour and a half. Dude never shows up. So I got to go. I ain't got time for this. So I go out to the Strat with my friends, go watch Adam Hunter, MMA roasted, do comedy. His stand-up is brilliant. He killed last night. And then last night I get back to the room. It's like 3.15 a.m. And I'm a little drunk. And I've been playing blackjack with my people and obviously drinking. And I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, what am I going to do in the morning? And I'm like, I don't trust these people. I'm going to figure it out for myself. So I woke up today and thought, oh, damn. I got to figure out a way to do the show. Don't tell Tina and Theo so they won't panic. I don't want them to panic. I'm going to figure this out. I'm already panicking just listening back to it, man. (laughs) So I found a way to, this thing is, uh, it's stuck to the wall, but I found a way to remove the one piece of the panel and there's a screw, but it's not a normal headed screw. It's not a Phillips head. It's not a flat head. It's a tiny screw. I can't, I don't know exactly what tight. It's like round, but then, so I have a fingernail clipper. So I take the fingernail clipper and I start to turn the screw. But then it starts to strip. I can't do that. So then I go walk across the bridge, across Las Vegas Boulevard. And by the way, the weather is freaking perfect. Normally, when I'm here this time of year, it's about 110 to 115. It's right, you know, 112, 113 daytime. Mm. And, and while it's a dry heat, it's still super hot. You don't really sweat at all, but it's super hot. Right now, it's 99. It's 100. It is freaking perfect. So I go to Walgreens. And I find myself a little travel screwdriver set kit. I take this thing. I come back to the room. I pry the piece off. I got my fingers now jammed to the bracket to hold that open. I'm, gra- I'm reaching inside the wall to grab the wires that now connect. It's like diffusing a bomb Jeez. that connect to the Ethernet port and the phone data port. And I pull them out of the wall. And then I try to put the Ethernet cable into it. And it won't fit in. It won't fit in. And I'm like, Why? It's the data port. Then I realize that when they try to repair it, they put like a plaster kind of a deal. So it's clogging it up. So now I'm taking a screwdriver and I'm delicately and carefully sculpting to remove pieces of the plaster and of the, it's like a cohesive. Are adhesive. you authorized to do this? <laughs> of course not. But they weren't going to do it anyways. They didn't come I yesterday to do it. I feel like you have no idea what you're doing, like what you're no. trying to do. I'm going to call my the head, hotel. I'm hearing the fi- Actually, you know what, Tina? You've got the music. You got the, the plan B music right there. Oh, uh, look for it. It's it's on the homepage, upper right-hand corner, I think. Top two rows, somewhere in there. No. Because in my head, here's the music I'm, I'm hearing in my head. Plan Let me know B when you music. got it, what, do I, what? Theo, what'd you say? I said Plan B music. I didn't know that was legal anymore. Stop it. <laughs> not not the per, not the color drug you idiot. The segment of the show. It might be uh, it might be pop quiz. It might be Plan B, but the music's on the home team page. There it is. In my head, I'm hearing this. In my head, I'm hearing this. All right, so, so so take us back there. You have the screwdriver in your hand. I got the screwdriver, and I've got the bracket peeled off the wall, holding it in place on my fingers. 
yanking the two wires with the couplers out of the wall to keep them safe. Now, I've the got music the makes this so much better. It does. <laughs> we needed the music the whole time. Yeah, the whole time. Because it's Mission Impossible. Yes. I, I'm now working delicately with the smallest head screwdriver to carefully remove chunks and pieces of the adhesive cohesive plaster so I can get the Ethernet cable to connect. Otherwise, I will not be able to broadcast the show. And I'm trying to, and I can't touch the wires. And I can't, I got one chance to get this right. Otherwise, the whole thing's going to blow up on us. I think I've got it. I take the Ethernet cable, but I know I can't force it because if I force it, it'll break. Yeah. And then we're really screwed. I push it. I push it a little bit more. And I'm like, oh, I think that's too much pressure. Click. Connected. It fit. Wow. We're good. Wow. And mission possible. And scene. <laughs> I'm such a dork. This is something, yes, very. Yeah, there's people listening right now. Like, like Tina's husband, Scott, welds things and builds things. And he's like, <laughs> dude, so basically what you did was you took a screw out of a bracket. <laughs> you grabbed the thing out the wall. And then you plugged a cable into it. And you want credit for that? I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> Not oh, only yeah. did you want credit, you wanted a segment with music under it to redescribe I, it, which I appreciate the dedication. You know, we're, we're trying to paint the picture here on this. I love that. So I MacGyvered the hell out of this. I MacGyvered the hell out of it. They were going to fix it. So on the counter right now is little chunks of plaster that I broke off. There's a screw. There's a piece of the panel. And I'm like, man, I'm, you know, I'm going to put it back together the best I can. But apparently nobody else uses this data stuff anymore. Just us when we come to Vegas to do the home team on location. I wonder if they're going to charge you for it. That's my only question now. Oh, true. No, because it doesn't look like damage. I'm going to put it back together so you can't tell. Oh. And by the way, I went into the bathroom and then went to slide the, the bathroom uh, door and the handle uh, fell off and onto the floor. Oh, <laughs> so, so you're was, ripping it all up in there. So I, I'm just the you handle. You shouldn't have off. switched rooms. And I shouldn't have switched rooms because I wanted a prettier view. Yep, you shouldn't have switched rooms. <laughs> My goodness. But guess what? We're on the air and it don't matter because in the end, I win. You win. You have the nice view and you're alive on the air. And I'm alive on the air. <laughs> Not just live. But alive. You're also alive. You're air. also alive. That was yeah. Mission Impossible. You never know what could happen. It was mission, but now it's mission possible. Mission completed. Mission accomplished. Bobby Bonilla Day. Theo, your best deal ever, you said, was trying to give your buddy a, a dollar a day for 500 days as opposed to 460? That was the deal. I, that would have been his best deal ever, but he missed out on it. So you know what? He's going to be regretting it. He's going to call me in 500 days like, damn it, man. Nice. Yeah. And wish that he got the other 40 bucks. <laughs> yeah. I doubt it. A dollar a day doesn't sound as good as 460 today. Yeah. It just doesn't. But Even though it's a better deal. Which, exactly. But, which one is more money? Well, of course. Of course. Of course a dollar a day is. Y'all but are. Bobby, Bo- Bobby Bonilla said, give me, you know, $1.192 million between 2011 and 2034. And they said, fine. Oh, my goodness. The, um, the, uh, the, the owner of the Mets, by the way, he tweeted out, happy uh, Bobby Bonilla Day, my favorite day of the year or something. <laughs> he, Stephen Cohen, he just bought the team, so he doesn't care. And he's a billionaire regardless. I don't understand why they don't just buy the guy out. Like, I guess they like to keep this going because it, it makes them relevant for a day and it's fun. But, like, just buy him out. It's $1.1 million, and, and Bonilla's like, I'm good with it. And why wouldn't the Mets be good with it? It's tiny money compared to what baseball is now. Just pay him his $15 million and, and walk away from this. But I get it. I mean, it's fun. So. Yeah. And for them, look at all the publicity they get every July. That's You're true. Right. That's true. They get several million dollars in publicity for the cost of one million dollars they got to pay anyway. That was mutually beneficial now that you think, you know, now that you put it that way. Symbiotic is the term. Yeah. Yes. Mutually beneficial, symbiotic. Mutually beneficial works as well. All right. Yes, it does. Yeah. But the term is symbiotic. And that those is two the, those two terms are equal. 
All right. Yes, they are. Yours they just are. sounds Absolutely. better. They are. They, they are. They mean exactly the same thing. You are right, my friend. Um, I struck a Bobby Bonilla deal back in, I want to say, 2004, 2004, 2005. I was at the other radio station, the big FM hot talker at the time. It was the big FM hot talk station. No offense. And there were rumors that 103.1 The Buzz was going to be flipping formats to FM hot talk. And just around that same time, my contract was coming up. So I was told by one of the program bosses, yo, write down, you know, your wish list, write down what you want here because you got a little bit of leverage. And, you know, he was selling the boss out a little bit. He says, you know, you're going to go meet with the GM and, you know, you negotiate your contract. So I, so I said, what do you think? He says, just write down what you think, you know, for the base and for the event guarantee and for the talent fees and the endorsement stuff and all that. But the minimums guaranteed, et cetera. And the bonus structure, you know, first place, second place, third place for men, first place, second place, third place for adults combined. So I wrote an email. I wrote it all down. And I went into the boss and he says, okay. And, and I didn't, you know, I know a lot more now than I did then. I didn't truly understand negotiating. I didn't truly understand leverage. I know it sounds silly because it was only, you know, 16 years ago or 17 years ago. But if I knew then what I know now, I, I probably would have gotten fired. No, I probably would have gotten uh, an even better deal. But mm. I, I wrote down like what I wanted thinking that we would, you know, negotiate and come down a little bit in all those areas. Instead, it was one of those days where the boss was a little frantic. I think he was a little nervous. And so he just said, okay, looks good. And then he just signed off on wow. it. Wow. And so I was like, wait, hold on. We're not negotiating? <laughs> We're not negotiating? <laughs> I didn't say it, but I was like, okay, sounds good. I just remember, remember walking out of there thinking like, um, damn, I should have asked for more. That's all. You, it, it sucks <laughs> because that's all you can think whenever they agree to the first number is, damn it, I right. might have went too low. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's 2004, 2005 money as compared to now, but all things considered, I think I was doing better then than I am now. But <laughs> that's life. <laughs> that's life. When we return, Theo's little brother told him that he looks like he used to do what? Theo's little brother had the audacity to tell him that he looks like he used to do what? Um, how would you take this news? We'll find out on the other side. It is me, JC, in Vegas, Tina and Theo Dorsey back in studio, and Dean Thomas is roaming around the UFCX, the fan festival, doing nothing while I'm doing this and going <laughs> over there to join him so we can podcast live on Fight Pass coming up at 7 o'clock uh, Eastern Time, 4 o'clock Pacific. There's no good reason why Dean's not on the air right now with us other than he just didn't feel like it. Wow. I know. I was. I had him, a few teammates ask, is Dean on today? I'm like, no, he's, but he told me he was on the weigh-in show. Yeah, he's no, he's walking around the uh, fan expo right now, taking pictures with fans. Which, which <laughs> the is good audacity! For him. It is the home team live from Las Vegas on ESPN 106.3. You're listening to Josh Cohen and the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina, delivered by Brightline. Live life on the bright side. This is ESPN 106.3. Taking the show on the road all the way to Las Vegas, Nevada, site of UFC 276. It's International Fight Week, and it's also WWE Money in the Bank. And last night I had conversations with a few uh, fans and friends that said they believe my calling in life is to be one of those bleep-talking manager guys in the WWE. 
When I was in the sixth grade, we used to joke about that. But I'm starting to feel like maybe that is my destiny, Theo. Can you see me talking smack inside of a wrestling ring to an entire city and then getting hit over the back of the head with a folding chair by some wrestler dude? Not only can I see that, I want to see that. I would pay to see that. And I want you to be in the pink suit, too, with the white shirt, crisp white shirt, and then a little blood just kind of seeps into it. And that kind of be your stamp, you know what I'm saying? Get a new profile picture out of it. I'm, yeah. I'm pumped for this. Yeah, pretty sure we're not doing the pink suit thing to uh, <laughs> combat sport-related stuff anymore. Anymore? Um, that was a year ago. That was a year ago. Why That'd not? That's crazy that it was a yeah. year ago. It was a year ago, and people can't forget it. People they, can't let it go. They won't. And I had this conversation last night. I went out for cocktails with Ben the Bane Davis and a lovely young lady named Hannah and met up with Pammy Cakes. This is MMA Twitter people. And I'm like, you know, it's amazing because all these people out there have no idea what my name is what my job is, what I've done, what my career truly is. And the one man sitting behind me said, and he actually knew something about this. He apparently is a caller into Dean Thomas on Sirius XM um, with the MMA radio they do there. And he said, you've been grinding for 20 years and these people know you for a 10 second moment in time. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly it. And it's frustrating because I have a whole regular life and career that one moment should not define. And if people want to hate based on or love based on, that's kind of silly. The silliest thing is when people say, hey, Mac, we get a picture. And then after they say, what is your name? Would you ever do that? Would you ever freaking want to get a picture? Would you ever want to do that with someone who you didn't know their name or what they did? No, I I wouldn't do that. I, I, I would pump the brakes. I don't know. I really don't know. Put me in that situation. Like, if I saw somebody, like, from a meme or something like that, I might want a picture with him. You don't know. Just like you guys love the little Brandon kid. Remember, y'all don't remember his – y'all didn't know his name. The kid, the pull-up-on-me kid. Oh, yeah. Now, if you saw little Brandon – Yeah. If you see him in the streets, you might want a pic, and you would have to ask him his name. That's a good point. And the Jean Levine accident. <laughs> I, damn it, I hate it. It's a great point. And the Jean Levine accident attorneys, 1 800 747 free. 800 747 free. If you were in an accident, slip and fall, injured on the job, workers' comp issue, maybe a medical malpractice issue, you call Energon Levine. They answer the phone 24 hours a day. The consultation is always free, and they want to help you take back control of your life. 1 800 747 free. 800 747 3733 for Anajon Levine. Take back control of your life. Uh, listen, all I'm saying is you got to remember why a year ago I asked that question of Conor McGregor. Because for those that don't know, I'm not someone comfortable with public speaking. I'm not comfortable going up to a microphone in an arena and having my, me be the person asking you. That's terrifying. Tina, you don't like public speaking. It no. scares the hell out of you, no. too. Yeah, I hate it. It's so scary. Theo, you're better with it. You, you don't mind commanding that. You don't mind that spotlight. I do. I actually feel more natural doing um, public speaking than I do sometimes, like even radio or TV, because it's people instead of talking to a mic or a teleprompter. See, I'm the opposite. I'm the absolute opposite. Tina's the opposite. I, I'm opposite. Way. People say, well, you MC these events. Yes, I'm drinking. Or I go into character. <laughs> and we know the JC character is the insult comic bad guy. You're supposed to hate me. You're supposed to hate on me. And that's fine and all. And that's fine and all. But I never would have taken the microphone at that press conference and, you know, basically asked a question that was factual, factual with a fair question to Conor McGregor. If he wasn't bullying and disrespecting a man about his family in front of his family, I sat there and I sat there and I listened to McGregor incite this mob to be disrespectful 
about and to a man's family in front of this man's family. And I said, you know what? I got something. I'll go up there. And my heart is beating out of my chest. And if you watch that video back, you see, I, I forget what I was going to say. I said, Connor, over here, over here, you see me look down and you realize that I'm like, uh-oh, I forgot what the hell I was going to, what I was going to even say here. I didn't want to, but I felt as though somebody's got to do something. Somebody's got to ask a fair, decent question here. And somebody's got to, you know, take that attention off of what he's trying to do to this man in front of his kid, in front of his wife. It's just not fair. It's just not right. So I did. But it's a year later, and I think we all got to move on. We all got to forget. You know what I'm saying? Like we, it, it, it was one moment in time. It's not what I do. It's not who I am. You know what I'm saying? You guys know what I'm saying. But I think like it's that MMA, like Twitter MMA crowd that only think me. of that moment with you. They hate me. Well, they hate well, you, but they you, hate though. you because they wish they did that. Like they no. hate yes. They hate you. Some because, of them love you, man. Yeah, some definitely love you, which was Wayne Cut. yesterday when we had a who had on the show who you who you didn't get to meet because he ended up falling asleep because he had too much to drink. The majority of MMA Twitter hates me, and that's okay because they don't know me. And so when I answer back, they think I'm just some like you know geeky little reporter guy, <laughs> like the rest of MMA uh, media. Dana White once said that MMA. He goes, the biggest baddest sport in the world is covered by the wimpiest. Uh, weakest people on the earth the people that cover like the, the reporters and the journalists of mma are the kids that got beat up all through middle school and high school by the guys who and girls who wound up being fighters does that make sense yeah that makes sense so i think some of these people think that i'm just supposed to be one of the they have no idea that i'm the shock jock on air talk show guy that's gone like i've gotten into it with everybody from gene simmons to freaking um john Kerry, who ran for president in 2004 I deal in the business of truth, calling people out on what it is. And I think they don't know that. So when they hear me talking about fans and stuff, they're like, who do you think you are? You asked a question one time, like, bro, bro, I was autographing t-shirts for your mother in the year 2000. Like, you don't, like, you don't know how this, oh, you, man. you know what I'm saying? Like, That's the way to win a crowd show. over. Yeah. Because <laughs> right. I, I, I really don't, I really don't care. I'm grateful for the good people that I've gotten to meet from that world. But the reality is that's not my world. I was a visitor in that world. That's not where I live. That's not where I work. When I finish this show, I'm going over the convention center because Dean and I do the Lover and the Fighter with JC and Dean Thomas podcast. And we do two versions, one that's on all of our ESPN, West Palm, Good Karma Brands outlets. That one's free. And then we also do a different version for UFC Fight Pass. We have to uh, subscribe to that. So we're going to go on that set. We're going to do a half an hour of our podcast at uh, at 7 for you guys, 4 o'clock for us here. And so I'll transition from home team JC into over to that role. But the reality is, what do I do that, Tina? 20 minutes a week? I yeah. Mean, that, that, like, right? m- maybe maybe 35 minutes a week? Between the two. Between yeah, the two podcasts. Between the two podcasts. Like maybe right. 35 minutes a right. week. So I was glad to meet some of these kids. And they are young people um, from the MMA Twitter uh, universe that want to be media, that are media, that are doing things. And I just try to remind them, create your own opportunities. Don't go looking for job listings. Build it yourself, create it, make it viable, sustainable, and then you package it, distribute it as you so choose. You live in an age you don't need anyone. You don't need radio stations, television stations, media outlets. You got your own. You build your social media. You create your own platforms. You got this. You got this. And I also said, you guys know that whole MMA Twitter world hates me. And they all said to a man and woman, yeah, they do. They do. And the guy says, you know what? I won't lie to you. He goes, all, people always say to me, why do you follow him? Why do you, why do you engage with him? I'm like, because you don't know the guy. None of these people know. In fact, I met these two kids yesterday for the first time. 
but I'm going to share some wisdom from 25 years of this with them. Like, for example, your most important ability, availability. If you make people look good, their job easier, their life easier, you get work. Dean Thomas followed that model perfectly. Dean Thomas is the UFC's king of all media for a couple of reasons. Number one, he's really, really good. He's really, really entertaining. He knows what he's talking about. But Dean also makes people's jobs easier. Rory Karp, the director, says, I use Dean because I don't have to tell him anything other than the camera's on. I don't have to tell him, go over there, tell that woman, ask her this. I don't have to give him Dean, he just goes and makes it happen. Dean says yes to everything, except for doing this show today. Dean says yes to everything. Availability. If you're available and you do a little bit of this, you'll get called on, you'll get thought of, you get utilized. So for any and everyone out there, they're like, how do I get opportunities? You create your own, you be around. I told this kid, Ben the Bane, Last night, yesterday, sitting out there at that press conference, I said, listen, I had a phone producer that became producer of this radio show for years because he happened to be in the hallway when the other guy got fired. In other words, the other guy got fired Mm. and the program director said, hey, you, do you not answer the phones? And he's like, "Uh, yeah. He goes, great. You're the phone screener on the show now. Became a personality on the show, had paid appearances via the show, became producer of the show. Wow. True story. Being around, being in the building, be in front of mind. That stuff matters. And that's why Dean Thomas right now is walking around UFCX, the fan festival, shaking hands, taking pictures, and rubbing elbows with the brass. And uh, you, Theo, and uh, me, Tina, are holding this down for him because he big-timed us. He big-timed us. (laughs) But we're available, so you never know. Great things coming today. That's exactly right. Theo's little brother told him that he looks like he used to... What? Your little brother, he's trying to get a shot at you? Is that what this is? He was, man. He's 20 years old now, and he's feeling himself a little bit. Mm. Wow. What did he say to you? All right. So, and this, this explains because Tina asked me earlier today, why am I working out so much? Tina. No, no, no. Theo does this. For the past, I saw this morning, so it's day eight. <laughs> Every For the past eight days, he has just posted something at the gym he goes to and just posted a number. Yes. Just on that. And I've been, I'm like, okay, like, I get it. I post my workout thing every single day, you know? I get it. But I'm like, I'm, I'm like, why are you doing this, though? I don't get it. Like, why? And I was like, you can't, you shouldn't be doing eight days in a row either. You need rest. I know, so, I know. So, Theo, what's your motivation? Is because your little brother got in your head? This is what it is. I'm training right now to whip my little brother's ass. And <laughs> I'm, I'm not just, I'm not just training to whip his ass. Just, I don't want it to be short and quick. Can you right not now, say that phrase? I mean, it's okay right now, but right. just, just to whoop him. Whoop just whoop him. I want to whoop my little brother. I'm training right now to beat his tail, and I don't want to just beat him. Quick! I don't want a couple hits, so I'm also working some cardio in, so I can beat him for a long time. Okay. So you're really going to fight with your brother. You're not um, really going to fight. No. So no. I was a couple weeks ago. My little brother. Um, we were at a family gathering. We were all in suits, and it was really hot, right? Mm-hmm. So I had to take my suit jacket and my shirt off so I can cool down. I didn't have a change of clothes. Of course, you took your shirt off. Of course, we're, it's he all loves family. His it's he all loves family. I'm surprised uh-huh. all the buttons weren't down. You're right. You're right. You know, you're he, right. he loves his cleavage. I couldn't he loves wait. To, it. I couldn't wait to let my chest breathe. <laughs> but so I take off my shirt or whatever to be comfortable in the hot sun in Louisiana, and my little brother immediately, like maybe within 30 seconds, leaves a conversation, comes up to me, little brother's name Ezekiel, by the way, and says, Zeke. "Man." He says, man, you look like you used to work out. <laughs> and I'm like, and he does this in front of my fiance. 
in front of my fiance amidst family, he he tries me with that. So Did I the said, family laugh? Did people laugh? Oh, hell yeah. Everybody laughed that was around there. Man, and, you look like you used to work out. <laughs> and you know what? I was really mad, not because it was a diss. It was such a clever diss. Yeah. It was. Right? Yeah. yeah. I was good. like, dude, that yeah, was a you. really good one. So yeah. instead of me getting him right there because I didn't want to, you know, get him in front of family, I told him, I said, you know what? Once I'm back from vacay, I'm working out every single day, and I'll be back to see you again. So those your motivation, posts, your motivation is your little brother getting in your head. Yeah, yeah, he got in my head. And but sometimes you need that. Reminded. It's nice. Sometimes you need that. Yeah, sometimes you do. And I'm hoping and maybe my gym picks inspire somebody else to get in there consecutively. It's fun. Absolutely. And your little brother has no idea he created a monster because yeah. you're about to become <laughs> yes. a monster because yes. of what he said. <laughs> yes. He's going to find out soon. <laughs> that's a good shot, though. Uh, God rest his soul. A friend of ours at ESPN West Palm, a partner of ours, Dave Burke, Berkey, used to love to bust my balls um, about my shoes and stuff. I got shoes. I got spikes coming out of them. I got eight different pair with different kinds of spikes and stuff. And I remember we'd go to an event, be a little charity event, social event, it'd be the uh, roof claim com book Tombo luncheon it'd be me um interviewing doing q a with dan marino and and, and dan marino and, and berkey were super close friends and, and dave would just look down at my shoes and he would look up at me and he would say uh nice shoes do they make them for men also Ooh, okay and, wow. and he always it was always funny or he would look at them and he would look up at me and say, do they make them in men's sizes? That's cool. Uh, I like that. I like that. Because I wear like an eight and a half. And then, or he would just look at my shoes, look up at me, shake his head and walk away. <laughs> I like it. It was the, hilarious. The subtle quick ones are the worst, are like the ones that cut the deepest. The best. The best. Yeah. Tina um, has a message on behalf of our friends at Marriott Palm Beach on Singer Island because they're adding members to their exciting team. Yes, the award-winning Palm Beach Marriott Singer Island Beach Resort and Spa, located on beautiful Singer Island between Jupiter and West Palm Beach, is hiring. They're looking for positive, smiling faces with a passion for hospitality. Whether you're looking for a full-time career or a part-time job, Palm Beach Marriott Singer Island Beach Resort and Spa has it all. Palm Beach Marriott Singer Island Beach Resort and Spa offers employees free meals, free covered parking, free short-term disability, free life insurance, vacation time, health benefits, career path planning, Marriott discounts, a $500 referral incentive, and so much more. Call 561-340-1700. That's 561-340-1700. And ask to speak with Human Resources for more details. Blockbuster Trade and the National Basketball Association. We got the details for you in moments. This one is huge, huge. It's a lot of people. It's the home team, live from Las Vegas on ESPN 106.3. Listening to Josh Cohen and the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina, delivered by Brightline. Live life on the bright side. This is ESPN 1063. It is the home team on the road, presented by Brightline. GoBrightline.com, West Palm, Fort Lauderdale, Miami. The best way to get to and from without traffic, without parking, is on Brightline. Dump the pump, as they say. Uh, Theo Dorsey is in studio. He is threatening to uh, beat his brother uh, up and down. <laughs> and uh, he actually used it. Tina, make sure that audio of Theo twice in a seven-second span <laughs> saying he's going to beat his brother's A, make sure that audio gets its way to the bosses at WPTV. No, 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 no. Don't tell them about this, man. This is family business. You're, you're, I was going to say, you're lucky no one listens to this show. You're lucky. <laughs> you know, back in the day, you'd have been in a lot of trouble for that. But it's like a tree falling in the woods. If there's no one there to hear it, you don't know if it made a sound. Yeah. Like the show. You're right. We got new bosses over there, too, so I don't want a bad first impression. Uh, yeah. Or, <laughs> in this case, maybe a last impression. 
You don't know. Speaking of Brightline, remember Brightline um, will get you to and from Marlins games with a complimentary shuttle from Miami Central Station. Uh, the home runner train means you can stay to the very last pitch. You get there in time for first pitch, stay to the very end, which normally means a Marlins loss. But either way, either way, you get to enjoy the game or watch the Marlins get beat. One way or the other, right, Tina? I mean, one way or the other. Win. Yeah, that's Boom roasted. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Boom roasted. Uh, yeah, the complimentary shuttle is tremendous. I just took Brightline from West Palm to uh, Miami to go to the airport, and there's a sh- complimentary shuttle that goes right to the airport from the Brightline station. Didn't you and just I, do that, Theo? Yeah, I did I, that a couple times. Beautiful. Uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. GoBrightline.com, set up your account, download the free Brightline app, and get it started. Uh, GoBrightline.com, GoBrightline.com. Blockbuster trade in the NBA. Theo, I'm sure you saw this because you're a luxury sports reporter. Of course. Whenever it's big money being moved around, I get notified. This just in, Tina, the Utah Jazz have agreed to trade center Ruby Gobert to the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's a blockbuster deal, according to Tim McMahon, that will pair him with fellow all-star big man Carl Anthony Towns, the big cat. Timberwolves will send Malik Beasley, Pat Bev, who, by the way, is the JC of basketball. Yes. Jared Vanderbilt, right, Theo? You said that before. Definitely a pest. Leandro Bomaro. Number 22 pick, Walker Kessler, and four first-round picks to the Jazz. Utah will acquire unprotected picks in 23, 25, 27, and the top five protected pick in 29. Um, This tells you a lot, not only about where the Utah uh, Jazz are and where the Minnesota Timberwolves are about to be, but Theo, this also tells you that the Donovan Spider Mitchell days in Utah are very much now in question. This team looks like they are completely breaking down and rebuilding in a whole new direction. This, of course, after Quinn Snyder's dismissal, or shall I say departure. Donovan Mitchell now will be moved after teams settle on the KD sweepstakes. He's definitely gone this offseason. Correct. And and that's kind of how the pieces fall, right? It's got to be Durant, and then it allows for the next tier, the next level of guys, like the aforementioned Spider Mitchell. Um, Mitchell to Miami still possibly kind of is doable, isn't it? I think it's more likely than KD to Miami just because sure. the pieces that Miami would have to part with to get KD, I think more likely they can make a deal with uh, with Utah there. But it's exciting, man. The NBA offseason, the gift that keeps giving. It is indeed. It is a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun indeed. Coming up in the cocktail hour, Theo is, this is sketchy as hell. Theo is going to do what without his fiance knowing? So um, sketchy. It's sketchy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's lying. Won't lie to you. And uh, he says it's going to be, quote, a good trial run. She's out of town. She's out of town. Oh you my. know what that means. Yeah. Theo's up to no good because he's sketch. Live from Vegas, the home team on ESPN 1063.